0: Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio. Your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. Welcome to Season 19, Episode 15 of our 2024 World Junior Championship Prospect Review, powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, and Junior Prospect Hockey League. Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. We are dedicating this show to Mike Molloy. Pat Molloy's father who has recently passed away, so for Pat and the Molloy family, uh, this is for you, a great contributor to our show. So as we get into segment one, we're going to talk about uh, the Americans who won gold, but we're going to specifically talk about players and you know not only what they did at this tournament, but how this may you know impact them moving forward, looking at you know the past and the future in one lump sum. Right off the hop, Brad, we should talk about Gavin Brinley because not only him, but that line really was, I thought, the straw that stirred the drink for the Americans because what they brought and specifically what Gavin Brinley brought was pace, energy, tenacity, passion, and they set the bar for the rest of the lines of what they needed to bring every shift. Now each line was a little bit different and had different skill sets, but it's so contagious when he's on the ice because he's just a whirling dervish of, of energy. And he's just so tenacious, whether he has the puck or not and fearless when he has the puck considering, I mean, he's not the tallest guy, but he's built like a fire hydrant. And I thought overall throughout this tournament, yeah, 10 points in seven games and six goals. I thought he was one of the catalysts for team USA in terms of this is how we're going to play. And this is how we're going to win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's the initial, uh, the initial switch for, for the States, right? Him and Frank Nazar were, were the most important players in terms of just keeping the pace keeping the momentum, keeping the energy sky high. Gavin, you know, for me, he put himself on the map last year at the U-20s. I thought he was not playing very well in college up to that point. I know I've had other scouts who disagree with me on that front, but I, I really thought uh, that the U-20s is what really solidified him, and then he came out of that tournament and took off. And in, in this tournament, you saw... Not just more of the same, but he was even better than he was last year. Uh, which, again, it's not unexpected given the fact that it's, he's has more experience. But he was fantastic. You know, the the difference between Gavin Brinley and some other smaller forwards with speed is that Gavin can make a ton of high-end plays at his top speed. And I feel like he's starting to transform more into a dual threat. I thought he was much more of a primary playmaker last year. Uh, but he was more he was more dangerous with his shooting uh, I felt at this tournament. So it, it's one of those situations where this tournament is built for Gavin Brennan. It's this, it's based totally off momentum, as you know, right. It's, it's a, it's a tournament where you can be up three nothing and then two shifts later it's three, two, and all the pressure is is on you because the team that just scored twice is, is considered to be nowhere near in the same class as you. The States had all the pressure going into this event because they were the best team. We mentioned it in our previous show, and uh, therefore the momentum switches that somebody like a Gavin Brinley or Frank Nazar can create uh, to turn the tide are invaluable. And that's what he brought to the table.
0: I agree a hundred percent. So let's talk about his line mate in that respect and Frank Nazar, and what I really appreciated about Frank, not only in this tournament, but it was great for him. Like the kids gone through a tremendous amount of, you know, injury woes uh, really have sort of, you know, curtailed his development and you there was always that question in your mind is, is he's going to get back to what we saw prior to his injury in you know in his freshman season in in Michigan and i thought like this tournament he was exactly what he was going into his draft here he was high energy high motor um making all kinds of aggressive like audacious plays which is him and was fearless in terms of playing with the puck and making plays. And it didn't matter what team he was playing against, or what line he was playing against. And I liked that level of bravado and cockiness with the puck. And because it actually causes defensemen to be a little intimidated by him because you never know what he was going to do. And I thought that brought a different element to USA and I thought the line kind of fit because then you have Isaac Howard on that line and Nazar and and Brinley they're all audacious type players where they're unafraid to make all kinds of plays and I thought from that standpoint I thought that really stood up for for Frank and I'm really happy for him that he's healthy again because I don't like to see the prospects get hurt and just derails their career
1: yeah absolutely to your point like the last thing you want is a top 10 prospect being off the ice it's just not good for the game uh, certainly not good for Frank or Chicago. So the the big thing with are, uh I haven't had an opportunity to watch him too much until this event. And uh, one thing I'll say is that in his draft year, uh, before he got I- I injured, is that he um, he put himself in bad spots. He you know we we talked about it. It's one of those situations where when you're that young, you think you're invincible. It's every kid who's 18, 19 nineteen doesn't think they can get hurt. And and unfortunately, uh, Frank did get severely injured, and that means that. I, want, I wanted to evaluate to see if he was putting himself in positions where he was making smart plays and he wouldn't have his body get laid out as a result of that play. right? And um, I, I felt he did a lot better job of, of managing that. Uh, and that's what he has to do to stay on the ice. So that was a huge part of it for me because, honestly, the one of the reasons I had him, I had him a little lower than Chicago, uh, but the main reason had nothing to do with his on-ice play. It just had to do with the injury risk. Because it was just chaos, right? It was it was just a, one of those players that was willing uh, to be overly aggressive in a way that was uh, c- counterproductive at times, I guess, with the way to put it. But I'll say this about Frank one one of the most interesting aspects of Frank Nazar. We talk about Gavin Brittley fantastic North South. One thing that Frank Nazar has is uh, he's incredibly dangerous coming off the wall. He's very inventive, super creative player, excellent hands. And he knows how to leverage his size, much in the same way Ga- Gavin Brindley does, to his advantage. They're not very big, but sometimes smaller players can can use that to their advantage. And that's specifically when you're dealing with a, a double-team situation where they have to slip out of coverage. And that's something uh, Frank Nazar has displayed time and time again. It's, it's very impressive to watch.
0: Let's talk about Zev William at this tournament because of him being a draft eligible defenseman out of Denver University. uh, No, and I want to confirm what his height actually was because there were some multiple sources that said he is six feet tall. Um, He said he might be able to squeeze up to six, two if he's lucky. I think he has another growth spurt in him and having, you know, watch him play at Denver University in this tournament. And one of the things that I found about, interesting about him is he's fearless to jump into the play on in from the offensive blue line not worried about that at all and if he sees an opportunity he's very aggressive in that respect was fearless in terms of carrying the puck up the ice and you know carrying the play in that respect uh making sometimes some audacious outlet passes uh trying to you know hit guys at full speed and and push push the play that way as well so i i appreciate his willingness to see the play and break it down and make those type of plays. Will he have to dial that in a little bit? Yes. Um, Did he have some moments defensively where he just tried to do too much in that situation kind of got caught a few times? Yes, but you certainly saw the hockey sense and the skills necessary to be a quality NHL defenseman, you know, in and go, you know, quite high in this draft. Um, But once again, you have to, kind of take that with a grain of salt of him being an 18 year old defenseman um, in those situations and just trying to figure out what he can and can't get away with at this tournament. But overall, like you have to be um, pretty impressed with his overall play considering how young he was and, you know, the position that he was in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those situations where you want to see him just acclimate well enough so that he can hold his position and, uh, have the trust of the coach. And, and that's what happened. You know, he was able to get out there. He wasn't playing three or four minutes a night. He was playing quality minutes, uh, albeit in depth capacity. But the, the thing with Z, you mentioned a bit there, he's, he's an interesting hybrid defenseman in the sense that he can be a Rover, but then he can also be a two way defenseman. Yeah. So let's, I know a lot of people in the media right now are talking about Jamie Drysdale. Uh, I think there is some Drysdale in Zev boom. Um, but for contrast sake, I would argue that, um, Drysdale's the better skater of the two, uh, but Boom's the more tenacious player. Uh, he's the more physical physical player of the two uh, and more defensively responsible at the same age within their draft seasons. So, the the big thing with Zeev is that his processing ability is world class. That's what separates this player. He's, he's an incredible at processing the play. And when he's processing the play at the college level, sometimes he's two, three steps ahead. And that will translate much in the way Zach Benson has been able to translate his game. I know Zach's a Ford, but uh, the, the way their processors operate are similar. So the, the, re- the reason I brought that up is Zach Benson has been able to translate his game rapidly. I think Z-Boom is going to be able to actually do the same thing, uh, which is pretty rare. But it's you know at this event, I felt like he was he was pretty solid. Uh, obviously, there were some inconsistencies, which every 18-year-old defense is going to have at this tournament. Uh, But I thought he acclimated pretty well, and and he had some good performances.
0: Yeah, considering the circumstance he was in, he's an 18-year-old. I'm always impressed if they can hold their own and actually do some things on the ice. Uh, We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But altogether, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat